Hello and welcome. This is the Regenerative Life Podcast, a space that's been curated to help you live, learn and lead in a way that's nourishing for you, kind to others and great for the planet too. I'm your host, Meg Berryman, and I am so excited to dive into this week's episode. Hello, dear ones, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm wondering how you're doing on this day, whenever you're listening, or evening. It is evening time here in central Victoria. The sun is setting. I can see the gum trees are lit up with um, kind of a reddish-orange tinge. It's quite swirly and windy. It feels like strange December weather here in Australia. Um but I know the warm is coming, I know the heat is coming and the summer is going to be in full force before we know it. So I'm just inviting you wherever you're listening from to just take a breath and a pause and a stretch as you invite your body to open up to the information that I'm going to be sharing. Just inviting you to settle your system in whatever way you feel called. It could be a stretch, a sigh, a breath, a little hug, a little gentle massage of the shoulders. And as you do that, I just want to kind of share a little bit about what's been going on because there is some really big things moving and happening in our business and our life. And I wanted to share a little bit about where this podcast was born from, this episode, should I say, and also kind of what lies ahead in 2021 as far as we know. And, you know, all bets are off given what happened in 2020. However, I've been so enjoying spending time with um, all of the women in the Unbound Regenerative Business Biome. We are one cycle in now and um, what's happening is as we transition into the space and we find ways of co-creating together, um, there's this beautiful richness in the soil that is emerging far beyond what we as facilitators are um, giving actually becoming an organism which is precisely how we designed it Um, and it's really really beautiful to witness and so part of our vision for that biome was that anything that happened within the soil of that biome would enrich growth elsewhere and so a lot of the questions that I'm sharing here are coming up in my business system but they're coming up in the context of me walking alongside other business owners with a view to creating regenerative businesses that are really sustaining and life-giving on all levels. And so ever since I've created that program, it's been evolving my own business, my relationship to it, and now this is another layer of it. And so this question of how we continue to find new ways to mother, to parent alongside business, alongside activism, alongside all of the other dreams and wishes we hold for our own lifetimes and lifetimes to come. This question is very present for me right now. And so what I want to do in this podcast is I've done several other podcasts on motherhood, I've done several other podcasts on business. This episode is kind of a synthesis of all of that wisdom because what's happened in the last week is that there's been an evolution, an up level in how I see this, in how I'm living it. And how I'm teaching it. And I wanted you to be the first to know. And so before I dive into that, 
just a quick shout out that in January, I think we start on the 18th, I'm running my flagship program, Regenerative Life. It's been in my heart for years, this program. And it's really around not like a New Year's program where we're just going to make lists of things that we want to manifest. We're actually going to build the courage and the capacity, the connections, the community, and the compassion to be able to turn that kind of 2D map into a 3D reality. Because here's what I know about desiring to live life differently, whether that's challenging the status quo around work-life balance, whether that's choosing to parent differently and end intergenerational patterns, whether that is choosing to eat and grow food regeneratively, whether that's adopting regenerative practice in the way that um, our spaces are designed or whether regeneration is a concept that lives most in relationship and in community, regardless of all of that, what I know to be true is that it requires a scaffolded practice to be able to withstand the perceived pressure that we place on ourselves to live life in a way that we've been taught is palatable and acceptable and safe. And so I've been doing this work for a lot, a lot of years now with hundreds and hundreds of women. And what I've learned through that process and my own life in making choices that were so regenerative and life-giving for me and my family, but that looked on the surface to be different. What I've learned is that there is this design process, there's this cycle that happens when we start to notice in our bodies, in our lives, that something is no longer life-giving for us, a way of being, a job, a relationship, um, a set of beliefs, and that if we follow what I call the regenerative design process and we follow and mirror what happens in the natural world, how regeneration and the mechanics of it actually works. If we follow that design cycle and we apply it across multiple areas of life where we're receiving that feedback, what can happen is we can start to move toward a life that is regenerative. And when we start to move towards a life that is regenerative for us, then we start to create ripples outward very effortlessly and we start to lead. We start to lead because we're in the clearest channel um, of alignment for us. And not only that, we are seeding new ways and new possibilities that haven't yet been seen. And my goodness, the world needs more and more visionaries who are willing to have their lives be the embodiment of the values that they hold. But I know that to do that, we require a deeper level of resourcing than we've seen to date. And that is what I'm here to teach. And so that program, I'm so bloody excited about it. I can't wait to welcome you in. I'm calling in um, 40 of you into that program. And even as I say that, I'm like, what if I don't reach that number? It might be 40 over the year. I don't know. But the number I have in my head is that we're going to create this groundswell of regeneration in so many different forms and expressions that once you're in that community, you're going to start to see and sense how your way that feels so drastically strange and it might feel so audacious and rebellious actually deeply belongs in the ecosystem of change and these things that maybe you've carried shame about 
um, that feel like you don't fit or belong in the society. These things are going to make so much sense when you're in that community. So get on board at megberryman.com. And as a lead up to that, on the 16th of December, I'm running a free masterclass called Regenergetics, and I'm going to be teaching my process of how I use my energy regeneratively in order to hold all the things that I do and move toward the vision of the world that I want to see. And that will be live on Facebook. So you can find that over at my Facebook page, Meg Berryman. So back to the mother archetype and business. It's a hard thing to know where to start, so bear with me because I'm going to um, do this in a non-linear way, which for those of you who know me know that that's kind of my thing, uh, but I will pull the threads together at the end. So let me start with the present moment and the moment that um, I've described, if you've listened to previous podcasts, of this growing um, knowing that uh, our daughter, our eldest daughter, perceives... um, the world differently in that she has an extraordinary capacity to process sensory information in a different way and that that means that uh, like me in a lot of ways that too much of the wrong kinds of stimulation can uh, really mess up her uh, equilibrium and so she needs a lot of the right kinds of sensory inputs, just as we as adults do, in order to help her to effectively organize and process the world around her and the information coming into her system. And so with that acknowledgement, um, and Dave and I will record a, a whole nother podcast about that process and about our lessons from 2020, uh, came the decision to uh, take our kids out of daycare indefinitely um, to uh, really move away from um, the resourcing that we had uh, that had had us orienting around productivity and economic stability as the center point of our lives and as part of that process it's brought up a lot of questions around how am I to sustain a business um, that now is the bedrock of our financial stability in our family when I'm also now parenting effectively full-time. You know, for those of you that have children that process in this way, sleep even five years in is elusive. Um, We have kind of multiple chronic health issues that we manage in our family Um, and yeah, there's just, there's just a lot going on, right? We have consulting business, we have business business, we're also regenerating our land and we're deeply committed to regenerating community and doing work that is of social impact. And so this question of like, how is this all going to happen in the first couple of weeks led to a bit of a collapse around it's not possible, And anyone that has worked with me knows that that is always the place that is the most beautiful generative place to start from. It's just not possible. This is not possible. I can't do this. The maths doesn't add up, right? The maths doesn't add up that I have to make this amount of income with this amount of hours. And there was a lot of beliefs around um, my business is only successful because of the time I spend on it. And I've done a lot of work on this. So it was interesting that it came up. There was another big piece coming up around belonging, but that is a conversation for a different time. And so I was faced with this, what seemed and looked like in my survival system, a um, impossible scenario. It looked like uh, 
a fait accompli is, is never going to happen. And so from that place, as I moved through the grief and emotion of that, I started to access the next part of, I guess, what I would coin my regenerative cycle. And that is maybe, maybe there is a creative solution that I can't yet see. And so part of uh, what has been non-negotiable for both of us during this process has been that we both are receiving support and therapy because uh, holding space for um, one child who um, processes in the way she does and reaches points of accumulation, um, it is traumatic and it's difficult for everyone and you need to be on kind of 24 hours a day not knowing uh, when that will happen and so and then you have another sibling who you're trying to create a level of safety for um, and, a, and a level of understanding of what's going on I don't know if you can hear that that is some um, there's a raven nest in our gum tree and they're all on the roof having a party while I'm recording this conversation so we will welcome them and their energy into this space as well so I moved from it feels impossible to what if there was a creative solution and in that place I'm receiving support a lot of support to metabolize kind of the trauma and the grief and uh, the five years worth of accumulated survival energy in my body at this point and um I'm getting resourcing in lots of different ways right at this point because I know that if there is any possibility for me to be able to do this and to embody a regenerative way, even in the face of what society might deem impossible or what I might deem impossible based on my conditioning, then I'm going to need resourcing to create from. And so anyway, long story short is to say that this week, moving from this is impossible to maybe it's possible, I'm sitting out um, side and I'm no, I wasn't even sitting outside. I was outside and I was rolling up wire um, in the chicken cage and my hands aren't working because um, I have inflammatory arthritis and at certain times of my cycle, this arthritis really flares, particularly with no sleep. And so I'm trying to roll up this wire and I'm just frustrated and the tears are falling. And I just had this moment of almost on my knees, just recognizing that, yeah, this is impossible. What I'm asking myself to do to show up in the way that I'm trying to show up is impossible. With the level of expectation that I'm holding of myself, this is impossible. And there was something in just recognizing that. I think it's kind of like what happens in, in a 12-step program, although I've never been, uh, but I've read a lot about them and I, and I you know, have been in recovery for lots of different things most of my life um, in some form or other, overworking, um, overeating, things like that. And so, um, yeah, I'm on my hands and knees and, and, and at that moment I'm surrendered. I surrendered. My hands aren't working Both kids are screaming. Tears are rolling down my face. I'm trying to listen to a podcast at the same time because I'm trying to get my learning time because learning and that type of input in my system is actually a creative force that helps resource me to create. And I was just like, yeah, no, I can't do this. This is just not possible. And um, 
And it was in that moment that this clarity came that, um, and I'm going to get emotional talking about it, that um, I had been running my business and mothering to a certain extent with the energy of my maiden. And now nearly five years in, as I'm on the cusp of accepting my neurodiverse daughter for all that she is, and in a way accepting the child that I was, in this moment of accepting her and accepting me, I also accepted my role as mother. And in accepting that role of mother, I felt myself stepping over the threshold from from maiden. And it sounds like to anyone that doesn't understand what this feels like physically, there's this misconception in society that when we birth a baby, we become a mother and we know that with the studies around matrescence, it takes seven years for that transition to happen chemically, biophysically, energetically, mentally. And here I am nearly five years into the journey, like finally feeling like I'm willing to step over that threshold. Because here's what I realized in that keeping one part of my life in the maiden energy while the other one is transitioning into mother, I'm resourcing neither in holding on to this aspect of identity around my business, that it's this thing that's separate from my kids and separate from my family and this thing that's mine. In that energy, I'm starving my family of the richness of what happens in my business and the magic that I'm here to give. And I'm starving my business of the epic resourcing and creative potential that I have garnered from being a mother. And so I'm not saying that this applies to anyone that has just birthed children, has children, is raising children, because the mother archetype can be expressed. Um, we, we go through that transition whether, <laughs> whether we choose to or not, whether we mother um, babies or not we go through that transition it's the pathway to eldership we have a stage in our lives where we embody the mother archetype and so what I'm talking to really applies across the board if you're someone seeking and seeding regenerative ways particularly in business but also in other parts of life because this can apply therein as well and so what I want to share is a couple of things that have come through in the days afterwards um, as I've surrendered into being the mother and being the embodiment of the healthy mother archetype in business and beyond. I feel like I'm ending this year a different woman. My voice has changed. My expression has changed my capacity and courage to speak, my truth and my gifts has changed. And this feels like the last cog that was misaligned, that was keeping me in this place of it's impossible to live a regenerative life fully because there will always be a part of me that is failing and, and not living up to the expectation. This has been the greatest surrender and it's still in process the greatest acceptance of my cyclical nature of my regenerative nature of my capacity to create even with the barest resourcing available 
and um, it's been really profound. And so what I'm about to share has been mostly kind of channeled through the last few days as I've been mothering, as I've been parenting, as I've been holding space for epic meltdowns and fights and tantrums and sleep refusal um, at all hours of the day that this transformation has been happening. And, and that's just what I want to start with, which is that we feel like because it's messy and it feels uncomfortable that uh, we're not doing it right. And what I will say is that for me, creating, particularly now I'm embodied in the mother, fully is not optional for me that this particular season of my life is one of creation it is one of birth it is one of literal regeneration and so what I've realized is that thinking that I needed to keep trying to squirrel away even that language right Unless what is the language we use about having time to ourselves I needed to keep fighting for and squirreling away time to work on my business I mean, I'd had shifts before, but this is a whole new level of understanding this beautiful, flowing, creative cycle that gets to touch all parts of my life. And and what it really came down to is being unapologetic about my need to create, because what happens if I don't create, like I didn't come out here tonight to record this podcast that was moving through me. If I didn't do that, I would just keep accumulating that creative force, not building worlds as we're meant to, building things, building babies, building worlds, building relationships, building businesses. I would be having all this input through the transformation happening in my own life, through my lived experience, through my perceptions, through my conversations, through my learning, all of this input that has been alchemized in my body. And I'm choosing to, instead of create it under the illusion I don't have time into something that makes sense, that is also meaningful for the world, I'm just accumulating and accumulating and accumulating and getting more resentful and getting more resentful at my kids for not allowing me to transmute it out into the world. And so what I really had to come into was that as a mother, my creative force at this season of life is epic. And if I try and shut that down, at the worst, it's going to lead to resentment. But it's also just going to lead to dis-ease. It's going to lead to discomfort. It's going to lead to stagnation. And a regenerative business, above all else, works with flow. Work And a regenerative life works with flows of energy and resourcing and exchanging that resourcing. And so I just, when I claimed that, suddenly the space to do it in and around my family opened up, not hiding from them, not like being secretive about it, but in full view of saying, let's do this together. And you'll notice that actually in that movement, a lot of my language around my business has changed because what's happened is it's moved from my business to our business. And there's a lot on the horizon for Dave and I together in this business and probably even in this podcast that it's our business, it's our family business. It allows us to embody the world we want to see, to teach others. It also allows us to receive value for doing that. And so 
there's just been so much beauty in acknowledging that I first and foremost am a creator and I need opportunities to create and I refuse to be in shame about that and I refuse to say that justify it as mummy needs to make money uh, so that we can have nice things I refuse to downplay the magic of my business and the magic of my work in the world and I refuse to downplay the life-giving effects of my business in my family and vice versa I am fully willing to embrace the messiness in order to allow all parts of my life to flow together, to stop feeling disintegrated and to stop going back into that maiden archetype, which I love her to bits, but she really desired to be differentiated. She really desired to make a name for herself. She really desired individuation. She desired I, I to be seen. She desired I to be validated through business and I to receive all this money and I to be a gift in the world. And I am moving from I to we, which is the most beautiful life-giving thing that I teach regenerative leaders to do that in order to challenge the systems, in order to challenge the status quo, in order to bring about regeneration, reconnection, remembering with our place in the ecosystem of life, we need to move from I to we. And the mother archetype, having been repressed and squashed and having been undervalued, devalued, dehumanized, for so many years and I'm getting emotional because I'm tapping right into the heart of the collective of what happened to her and that spirit in doing this movement in bringing the mother energy through the true mother energy who I'm going to share in a minute we offer ourselves regeneration because we surrender to the fact that we're creators and we step into the knowing that Our role in this season of life is to give and receive unconditional love. And that is not martyrdom and that is not sacrifice. And let me explain why. So the mother archetype in her truest form, I'm just going to pull up my notes, is um, the words that are associated with her are empowering, nurturing, initiating and protecting let me read them out again empowering nurturing initiating and protecting and so if you think about that role nothing in those words say sacrificing overtaking over responsibility nothing nothing of them says not having our own needs met they're such beautiful anchors to remind us of what a healthy mother looks like because many of us for a lot of reasons which i will not go into um, in this podcast did not have that modeled. And so what I've realized through my own, a lot of therapy this year, a lot of work, a lot of wound work, a lot of different types of work is in unenmeshing from my own mother. I've begun to make connection with my mother archetype and also the true mother spirit, which is this empowering, nurturing, initiating, protecting. She can be fierce. She, she's almost like the empress archetype. You know, she is this force of creation who in any instant can alchemize resources into something new it's a phenomenal force and just to be really explicit about it 
it is the ultimate force of regeneration that this season of life represents regeneration, literally giving life. And so to really understand that in the creative cycle of the mother archetype, she cannot create without receiving first. She cannot give unconditional love without first receiving it. She cannot create anew without receiving the resources first. She cannot generate a new business without receiving the impetus to generate that business in response to something in her environment or something in her own heart. There needs to be resourcing and this is why the mother archetype has moved into the shadow is because we have been continually separated from a lot of forces from resourcing of all kinds and so to know and really name that when we are in a cycle a winter when we are in a cycle in life that is a winter when we are in a cycle of a day that is a winter then trying to create a business or anything without resourcing, without love, is we're going to move back into that maiden energy of trying to use sheer willpower and force to get it done. And so to really understand that, for me, the biggest shift came from realizing how much energy was being expended literally trying to pave the safest way for my children so if you think about the image that I was like in front of them is that is that like Olympic sport um, curling right where there's those people in the front and they're cleaning the ice to make sure that that um, ball or whatever it is slides across the ice really quick like that was how I was approaching motherhood it was also how I was approaching business was like I'm out the front I'm constantly hypervigilant for any threats that might come um, because I'm still building my own nervous system capacity to hold discomfort and emotion, right? And so I'm out the front and I'm working really, really bloody hard to, um, to make life easy. But in doing that, what I'm doing is I'm leaving my own body and my own gifts. I'm leaving my own knowing of my innate capacities I'm leaving my adaptability and my resilience and my resourcefulness at the door because what I now believe a mother is, is not someone here to make the road easy for my children by removing any challenge in their path, by preventing any meltdown, by, um, and, and I mean, for those who have kids with sensory issues, that's a complex thing, but I was working so hard. I was constantly like, do you need a snack? Do you need water? Do you need this? Do you need that? Instead of just waiting for them to respond to something in their environment and meeting them there. And then when the energy started to lull, lull, and their resourcing got low, coming in and initiating a fresh movement, a fresh direction. And I could do that because of my own resourcing. Because while they were moving towards what they naturally felt called to in the world, I was able to regenerate in some ways and I have become a master at regenerating in every moment. I'm a master regenerator now every moment of the day. I have different ways depending on where my energy is at in the day. And so a lot of people ask, like, how do you hold it all? And the truth is that I don't hold it all at once because that would be exhausting. But most of all, I, I think I said in a, a post yesterday 
or I don't know when it was, I said in a post about like how I have learned how to drive the car that is me. (laughs) I got the keys, I got the manual, I figured it out through experimentation. And so I know now how I work, but the biggest thing for me is unwiring with a lot of support that need in me to take too much responsibility and therefore get in the way of my client's soul path, get in the way of my kid's soul path, get in the way of my own fucking soul path because I was so busy I couldn't see it or hear it or sense it, couldn't sense the pulse of regeneration moving through me. And so that movement to sit in the back of the beat, to know that a mother, when someone needs her, in a true way, she has generated that resourcing to be made available in that moment to where it is needed because she has received in some form. And so that means accepting the cycles, accepting the moments like at the moment when my physical body is, is really struggling, but I'm still willing to show up because I know creativity and movement helps me. It is knowing that that cycle will pass and it is accepting with grace that my job in that moment is not to hold the big vision and not to hold everything in my business, but to focus down and use the superpower of that moment to rest or do like the tiny little admin things that need doing. And so a huge thing I see the most is matching an incorrect task with our energy levels and also making those lulls in our energy levels or the times when we're deeply under-resourced, which is almost permanently in the society we live, mean something, mean that there's something wrong with us. If we operate on the understanding that regenerative business is all about flow, flow within the web of our ecosystem, then we must be willing to not make that mean anything because what happens when we make a lull in our seasons and cycles mean something is that we get stuck there and we cannot move back into expansion. We cannot move back into a spring or a summer because now we're sending the signal back to our biochemistry well there's really something wrong with you because you can't even do this thing instead of just saying my energy is really low what do I have capacity for or instead of seeing my kids needs as you know overgiving and overgiving and overgiving beyond my capacity and then getting resentful and angry at them just finding things to do in that day that match and mirror my energy and which probably are the most nourishing and supportive thing for them as well in that day okay so the next thing i wanted to share is that in that movement away from taking too much responsibility and that is a habitual nervous system pattern that is taking a lot of rewiring and a lot of um, processing, a lot of digesting, a lot of completing. However, alongside that, there's been this enormous recognition that um, what if an enormous amount of mental and energetic pressure and time was going into thinking that I needed to show up as someone different to who I am. So now I can show up on a call with very little prep I can record a podcast with just some random dot points scribbled down. I can create in a minimalist way because creation is the most important thing, not the outcome of that creation. And so the enormous toll that thinking that we have to be someone other than we are 
in motherhood and business that the enormous toll that that takes creates a level of procrastinating, a level of not showing up, a level of never taking any tiny micro step forward because we're still trying to work very hard to hide what we perceive are the cracks and flaws. And I have so many. And something that I think I pride myself on most as a leader is my willingness to say sorry, my willingness to apologize, my willingness to take responsibility, my willingness to be wrong. And what I find in that in motherhood as well is that when I adopt the stance of I am not responsible for making everyone's life miraculous and instead adopt the stance of I am resourcing and resourcing and resourcing and resourcing until someone steps into my system and says, mum, I need you or Meg, could you support me with this? Or Meg, let's have a client coach relationship and so I can support you because my job is to resource myself so I can show up for you fully then when there's that engagement I am like stepping in with my full creative resourceful force and the thing is about mothers living in today's world of deep under-resourcing and being undervalued is that we are adaptable and resilient AF. Like if we could only really truly see our adaptability and resilience, we would be flawed. What the capacity that we have every single day to do what we do, to show up in the way that we do, to also be committed to personal growth, to also want to change the world. And yet we're saying, I can't run a business. It's like, look at what we're already doing and I often think about when you like, even when you have a tiny little, when, when an embryo is like a tiny couple of cells, we're still a mother and it's the same as business. Like even when it's a tiny little seed, it's still a business and we're already doing the thing that we're telling ourselves that we can't do, which is to run a business or parent. Just because it feels uncomfortable and messy doesn't mean we're not doing it or we're not doing it right. We are already doing it. There's already resilience capacity here. And a beautiful friend um, was telling me the other night, um, he works in kind of ecosystem management and he was saying he's never seen a spring like this in his life. He's just never seen anything like it. Um, And it's an adaptive response because there's been so many years of drought that it's not that we've had more rain this year. It's that the rain that we've had has generated an adaptive force in the ecosystems. And so we've never seen the abundance in spring, the amount of flowers, the amount of um, animals like flora and fauna of all kinds. And that is an adaptive response. And, And here's what I think about motherhood and business is that because in business and motherhood, we've been starved of resources on purpose, we've developed capacities that are even more wildly adapted to this world that we're living in, to this complex, ambiguous world. And yet, because we don't make the rules of business, we think that those things don't belong. And what I'm learning is like, holy shit, if I can like hold one child and change their pooey nappy while the other one is um, melting down and getting them both snacks at the same time and on a work call, like if I can do that, then I'm pretty sure I have capacity to meet whatever is coming my way. 
And the reason a lot of us don't show up in business is because we're afraid of something, a curveball being being thrown our way. And yet we're throwing them every single fucking day in multiple ways. And so to really illuminate the resources and adaptability that's already here and to say that that resourcefulness, that creative like, so this feels impossible, but what is the creative solution? That is the hallmark of the mother and that is what I want to see in business more, particularly regenerative business. In fact, it can't be done without it. Okay, what else do I need to say? You know what? I think I'm almost, I think I'm almost through my list, my scribbled down list. The thing is that I really want to end on is to say that if you are someone who is interested in regeneration, the invitation here is to find new ways. And I'm not saying those ways are going to be easy and I'm not saying it wouldn't be easier to copy like a different way. But what I'm saying is that when we have the audacity to define ways that work for our family system, which is precisely what we're doing now with the resources we're bringing in, with um, the big, bold goals that we have for 2021, that I have no fucking idea if we're going to achieve, right? Like, and I don't, I don't care. I care that we're trying. I care that we're attempting it. Because if we really believe in an equitable, sustainable, regenerative world, and we really want to embody that, it has to start with our willingness to value our roles, value ourselves, value connection, and value different ways of doing things that are not seen yet. We know that ecosystems thrive on diversity. We know that when there are diverse ways of thinking, of being, of being in relationship, of expressing, And so our job is to literally hold the fabric of the collective open and pour our unique expression into it imperfectly with a little bit of discomfort and without knowing how it's all going to end and what the perfect roadmap is. My experience in business thus far, and this will be the first year that I'm going to make six figures in my business whilst also parenting full-time and is that I don't know the path and I don't know the plan but I tend to the hope and the possibility every single day I tend to the hope and possibility that my daughter is going to grow up in a world where neurodiversity is welcomed I tend to the hope that business can be a force for good. I tend to the hope that mothers are valued and resourced in the way we we deserve. And in order to tend to that hope, I need to embody that within myself. I need to value the ways that I am, the ways that I imperfectly create, the ways that I show up sometimes flawed. I need to value that because it's what I believe and what is what I want to see in the world. And so what I really don't want is for a whole generation of dreamers and seekers and regenerative beings to not have received the permission and the capacity and the connection and the courage 
to try something new, to foster that seed of hope every day in the tiniest of ways until those actions repeated over time add up to a shift, add up to something, add, add, add up to something growing above the ground. And so I'm just going to keep sharing and I'm going to keep showing up. And I hope that you keep listening <laughs> because otherwise, because truly knowing that you are is fuel for me. Knowing that there are other regenerators out there is the greatest fuel. It makes me feel like every tiny thing that I try and do, every hope that I have mirrored, that excites me. Okay. So that is all I'm going to share. I would love for you to join me on the 16th for Regenergetics. I would love you to jump into regenerative life. If you just listened to this and you're like, whole body, yes, I want to learn the mechanics of regeneration. I want to work with my energy better. I want to find more flow and ease. Just jump in and I can't, can't wait 